Amen. I want you to go with me in your Bibles once again to the book of Ruth. Can I share this just for a moment? I'm going to ask and then do it anyway. Um, we pray for miracles. We pray for God to move and bless. But if you miss out on the word, you miss out on the greatest miracle. Not because of me. Not because of what I do, not, not because of who I am, but because of the word. And I don't know if anybody else senses it, but I believe there is some type of opposition that's kind of trying to work against what we're doing today. And it's not going to work. Amen. I want you to go to the book of Ruth, chapter 3. I want to say I thank the musicians so much and the singers. Don't you appreciate them? You know how boring our service would be if we didn't have, because you'd have the only thing you'd have to do is listen to me. And that would be awful. So, um, Ruth chapter 3, I want you to stand for the reading of the word. I'm going to read this passage of scripture. So excited about what God is doing. God is moving. God is blessing. We started, or we have been on Wednesday night. If you haven't come on Wednesday, you're missing out on a blessing. This past Wednesday, we got halfway through our discussion on who we are as people and what we do as a church. Um, this week, we're going to complete it. Uh, we are working our way to a, to a certain place to where we are going to have a vision that's not my vision, but it's our vision. Amen. Say our vision. You're, you're just as important as I am to the body of Christ. And so that is what we are going to do. That's where we're headed. And man, we had a good, great discussion this past Wednesday, and we're going to continue that um, this Wednesday as well. It'll be the last Last session that we'll be looking at. I want to read from the book of Ruth, chapter 3, and I'm going to start in verse 1. Verse 1 says this, Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek security for you that it may be well with you? Now Boaz, whose young women, I'm sorry, I just, and now it is not Boaz of our kindred, with whose maidens thou wast, behold, he winneth barley tonight in the threshing floor. Watch thyself therefore and anoint thee and put thy raiment upon thee and get thee down to the floor. But make not thyself known unto the man until he shall have done eating and drinking. And it shall be when he lieth down that thou shalt mark the place where he shall lie and thou shalt go in and uncover his feet and lay thee down, and he will tell thee what thou wilt do. And he said, or she said unto her, All that thou sayest unto thee, I will do. I want to talk to you today about this simple subject called leap. Leap. Plunging into the possibilities. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy, your grace, your love, your kindness. I believe, God that you are moving, that you are blessing. God, that you are about to plunge us into something that we've never seen before. God, we are going to see you move, see you bless, see you transform us as people. God, I pray that you would hide me behind the cross. And God, I pray, God, that Jesus would be lifted up. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. I want to talk to you today about this thought of leap. Say leap, somebody, if you would. Leap. Not leap year, not leapfrog, although I've played some leapfrog, but just leap. I remember growing up in Houston, Mississippi. I grew up in Metz Street. I grew up in the Metz Street, um, Morris Circle. 
um, area of Houston, Mississippi. In that area, there was a creek bed behind us. Behind there, there was a, um, there was a, a, I guess it was a water pipe that would go from one side of the creek to the other. This is not really a jump, but it was a leap of faith. At that time, I was not really fond of heights, and it's actually gotten worse. Somebody else feel that way? If you do, just let me know. You can get me up in a plane. I will jump out of a plane if I've got a parachute on me and I've got some type of surrounding before I jump. But I don't want to be anywhere where I don't have anything around me because I, I kind of lose it. I don't like ladders, any of that. So at that age, everybody was walking across this pipe. And I remember I was one of the sole ones that didn't do it. And so I began to muster up the, the strength and the, 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 the bravery to do that. And I would just, I would go one step at a time. And, and, and you know, every now, you've all been there. To eventually I got across. And I was so proud. But before I made that step and that, 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 that journey, I would, I, would, I would look at where I was. I would eye where I was going. I would assess all of the trouble that I could find myself in. And then after a while, I would plunge into the possibilities of getting on the other side. The same thing happened when I was a skateboarder. Yes, I was a skateboarder for about six months. And so in that time, we had a ramp. And you would never believe it. I, I, I was a, a skateboard jumper. I, I, would, I, would, I, would get, I saw the ramp and I was scared to death. And with each, each effort, I got closer and closer to the point to where I was able to jump that skateboard. Now I would kill myself and, and if I even attempted it. But when you got on that skateboard ramp and you jumped, I was able to reach down and grab that board so I wouldn't fall. And it all involved a kind of a, a leap into a, a place of being able to take a risk and going into the unknown and the possibilities. And, and when, when, when I achieved it, it was worth it all. It was worth every moment, every struggle, every fear, overcoming every of, of a bit of anxiety. It was worth it. Today, as we look into this passage of Ruth, we see a young woman or a middle-aged lady. We're not, we're not really given into her age, but that's what I would assume. That's through my studies and my look. She is a type of a middle-aged example of an individual in her life that she's probably at a point where she's comfortable. She's back in Beth, or she has come to Bethlehem with her mother-in-law, Naomi, and she's, she's okay with where she's at. And so now that she's okay with where she's at, she is at this point where she's just going to Boaz's field. She's getting, she's getting food. She's not in famine anymore. She's not in drought. Life is okay. But here in this passage, we find a lady that is on the verge of greatness. But the key is she has to take some risk. The key here in this story is she had to jump out and take a leap of faith. You, you sometimes in life you have to take a leap of faith if you're ever going to get to where God wants you to get to. If you're ever going to inherit and embrace the future that God has in store for you, you sometimes most of the time, all the time have to take a leap of faith. Somebody say leap. Now for some of you it's been a while since you leapt or leaped or jumped. For me, it's been a good while too. 
If I was to physically jump, I may would hurt myself. But today we're talking about something different. We're talking about spiritual leaping. The first thing we look at in this thought of leap is we look at when you leap, you look. When you leap, before you leap, you look out and you see where you are at. When you leap, you look at where you are. For some of you, you're looking right now and you're seeing that you are in church. But what about your present life? Where are you at? For some of you, when you look at where you're at, you may find yourself like Ruth and Naomi. You're in a place where you have a home, you have an income, you have provision. You are in a place of what I would call status quo. When you look at uh, biblical examples, you see there were people that before they went into a, an improbable future, they looked at where they were and before they leaped, they said, I am in a good place. Before Esther leaped and went before the king, she probably looked at the fact that she enjoyed being the queen of the area where she was. When Abraham began to leap and say, I will go and be a father of many nations. Before he leaped, he probably considered the bountiful living that he was going through in this land of Haran God had called him out of. And before Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego leaped into the fiery furnace and began to say, God, you are in control of my life. I can guarantee you they looked at the comfortability and the, the easiness of being in this king and being among Nebuchadnezzar they probably said is it really worth me giving up where I am right now because see when you look at where you are just like we talked about last week you understand that God has been good to us one more time if you would just look and just testify with me could you say in here God has been good to me has God provided for you when it seemed like there was no way has God ever put food on your table and food in your pantry if he has you know and I know that God has been good Isaiah 12 and 4 through 5 says it like this it says, and on that day you will say, give thanks to the Lord, call on His name, make known His deeds among the peoples, make them remember that His name is exalted, praise the Lord in song, for He has done glorious things, let it be known throughout the earth. You may not be wealthy. I may not be living a lavish life. We may not be in an extravagant condition in our lives. But I want you to know God has been good. If I was to look and survey all of this crowd, I would say to you that God has been good to all of us. And one thing we have learned is that as you trust in the Lord, God will in return bless those who have blessed Him. Amen. He's sows he gives seed to those that have been faithful amen I believe that if you know God has been good to you would you just take a moment and say thank you God for your goodness for your mercy and for your provision see when you look at where he's brought you you say God's been good and then you understand also where he's brought you from I'm reminded of my past, and I kind of go along with 
The, 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 the echoes that are found throughout the writings of Scripture that says that He brought me out of a horrible pit. He set my feet upon the solid rock. I remember where I was and I remember the life that I was facing and I remember that it was God that brought me out of where I am at. It was God who has been faithful. It is God that got me out of that old way and that old life and that way of sin. God is the one that has brought me out of that. Would you just say just for a moment that I am so thankful that He saved me? Not just that He's been faithful, but the fact that it was God that brought you out of darkness and now placed you in His marvelous light. And God, I am just thankful to be here. I don't know about you, but I'm just thankful to be here. There are, there, there are days that I just wake up and I say, thank God that I'm still breathing. Thank God that I, you know, there are days that I, you know, I'm just thankful that I, I am where I am. I'm not looking for, I'm just thankful that God has saved me. And God has placed me right where I am at. And some days we need to just sit back and just thank God for what He's done. But that is not what we're here to do in these moments of this message. Yes, we have thanked God for what He has done. Yes, we are grateful that we are alive. Yes, we have looked at our, our present situations. But right now we join with Ruth and now we begin to eye our future. We begin to look to where God is wanting to take us because God has not brought us here to leave us here. God has not brought us to this place to leave us at this place. I believe there are more things ahead. I believe there are greater things ahead. I believe that God has got a future for us and God has got a future for you I believe the words of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and 9 when it says what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no human heart has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. I understand that Paul in this writing is talking about something eternal. But can I just kind of view it on this life of this, this, this mortal soul that we are on, this present circumstance that we are living in, I want you to know that you can't even fathom all that God has in store for you. The calling, the blessing, the future, the directions. God has got a great future for you. Say amen somebody. See, I believe sometimes it is it, it, would, it would behoove us, it would be good for us to just dream a moment and say, God, you've got a great future. This is not it. This is not where you're wanting to leave me. But God, you've got a future that's glorious, that's wonderful, that is so bountiful. I cannot even imagine what you have in store for me. Say amen, somebody. Just dream a little. Could you dream just for a moment? In this message, at this point, could you begin to dream about your future? What you would like to see God do? Just for a moment in your mind, in your mind's eye, in your imagination. I know this may be a little odd for a pastor to stop and ask you to do this, but would you just begin to dream if you're hungry for God? Are you hungry for the Lord to use you, anybody?
Could you just dream for a moment, God, what do you have for me to do? God, what, what could be? See, there's no, there's no end to the possibilities. There's no limitations to God. So when you begin to dream, God, whatever you want to do, God, I am willing to do it. You begin to look at what might lie ahead. See, he told Abraham, listen to this. When you begin to eye your future and look and dream about the possibilities of what God can do, you become, you kind of link up with people in the Bible like Abraham. Because when God said, Abram, you're going to be a father of many nations. He said, just look at the stars and look at the sand. In fact, he was saying, there are no limits to what I'm telling you you can do. He said, when you begin to think about your offspring, you begin to look at the stars and you cannot count the stars and you cannot count the grain of sand. That's how awesome I am. You begin to join up with people like Mary and God says, you're about to have a child and you have to believe everything you... You have to believe against everything you've been taught about anatomy. I am about to blow your mind, Mary. You join up with people like Peter who knew all of his life there was no way that he could walk on water. But when Jesus says step out of the boat and you can walk with me, he steps out of the boat and he leaps onto that water and the water becomes a solid surface and he begins to walk. You begin to join people like David and Gideon and Joshua and they go against every odds. When the odds were stacked against him when the giants shouldn't have fallen and when 300 men shouldn't have won God says I can take little and I can do much because with God all things are possible I don't know where your dreams are I don't know what your visions are but I know that God has got plans for you God has a future for you God wants you to do some amazing things he has in store for you and for me things that we cannot conceive would some of you consider yourself simple folk come on now simple folk Anybody know what I'm talking about? Not fancy. You're just simple. God wants to take simple folks and do some extraordinary things. Does any of you consider yourself meager people? I do. I feel like I'm meager. I don't have much. Don't have a lot to brag about. But God wants to take a meager church. And he wants to do astounding feats. See what God wants to do is God wants his church to just simply believe for it. See God just wants his church to begin to believe for a future that only he can give. See Hebrews 11 says in verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 12 and 1 says therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us 
must throw away everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us believe for a glorious future. I believe God's got something amazing for you. Sister Beverly on the back row, I want to tell you, I believe God's got something amazing for you. Sister Patsy, I believe God's got something amazing for you. I believe Donald back there on the back row, God's got something amazing for you. If we could just eye into our future and understand that God has a future for us that's greater than anything we could ever imagine. If we'll just step out by faith, we may just walk on water. If we step out by faith, we may see something as glorious as the stars in heaven. If we will step out on faith, we may see some Jericho walls fall. We may see the Midianites fall when it seems like we have less. If we'll just step out on faith, some of those giants that have tried to destroy us, they'll fall with just five stones and we'll be able to chop the head off of our enemy with his own sword because I serve a God that can do the amazing. Say amen somebody. My God, I have eyed my future and I see a future that with God anything is possible. There's no nation off limits. There is no church off limits. There is no people off limits. There is something that God can do that's inconceivable. Oh, I may have thought long ago I'll never be able to preach there. I'll never be able to see that person saved. But when I begin to eye my future, I know that with God only on my side there is nothing too big for my God Red Sea you may be in front of me but with the raising of the rod the sea can split your future can be great I'm just telling you today to step out by faith and believe that with God all things are possible hey somebody say my future is going to be great. Hey! My God, would you raise your hands just for a moment and embrace the promise, embrace the future. My God, I told you, I believe the enemy doesn't want this to be let out. I believe the enemy was, would love for us to just go through the motion. But I want to tell somebody in this place, God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for you. You look at your present circumstance and understand that your future is greater than your destruction. Instructions. Hey, somebody lift their hands and just say, My future is in your hands. My God. Hey, come on now, lift your hands. Lift your hands. My Lord, I thank God for where I've come from. But I know He's got better for me, I know He's got stronger for me. Hey, I begin to eye my future and then I begin to assess. This is the part that gets us. We begin to assess all of the dangers, all of the risk. Do we have any safety? I don't know if I can say safety. Can I just say it? I'm going to talk to you like I would talk at my house. We have, we have any safety freaks around here. Now, I'm, I'm one of them. Every night, guess what I do? I check them doors. 
And you know what? Nine times out of ten, guess what? The other two knuckleheads are in the bed asleep. But the door is wide open. There's been times I've walked in there checking and the door actually was open. I'm like, are y'all crazy? Safety. Well, if I leave that there, it may roll off of here. And if it rolls off of here, somebody may trip there. And then they may hit their head here. And then I'm going to end up in the ER. All because I left a pencil on the table. Nobody's ever been there, so I guess I'm the only one. As you begin to assess the risk, with everything there's a risk. With everything there is a possibility of danger, of hurt. There's always a possibility of being damaged along the way. For every crown, there's a cross. For every trophy, there is a contest. For every victory, there is a battle. The question that you have to ask yourself before you leap, is it worth the risk? Say it with me, is it worth the risk? See, when you assess the risk, is it worth it? For me, when I walked across that pipe, it was worth it. Because I wanted to be accepted. I didn't want to be the only one not walking across that pipe. For me, when it came to jumping on the trampoline or doing the tricks that they were doing, even if I had to break an arm, I wanted to do it because I wanted to fit in. It was worth the risk. See, the risk takers that you see in the scripture by the name of Moses, the risk for him was he would be captured by Pharaoh. For David, he would be captured by Goliath. For Gideon, 300 would not be sufficient. And even for our Savior Jesus, as he risked his life and he went to the cross, the risk was he would lay down his life and die. See, for everything that you see in Scripture that people do greatness in, there was always a risk. And for you, there is a risk. When you begin to leap into what God has for you, sometimes the risk is your security. Maybe sometimes the risk is your income. Maybe the risk at times could be your reputation. But no matter who you are, the risk is always there. But it shouldn't be a surprise because our Savior even says in Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 if any man will come after me he will take up his cross he will deny himself take up his cross and he will follow me when you accept the cost you realize it is worth it for every gun collector in here the price that you paid for your last gun guess what to you it was worth it for every new truck that somebody bought in here a new vehicle if you wanted it and it cost no matter if I thought you caught, you paid too much, guess what? For you, it was worth it. And for anybody that's ever won a championship, you know at the end when you get the trophy and you are reigned and, and you are told that you are the best, you realize that everything that you did, every practice, every early morning, it was worth the price. See, there's always a potential danger when you leap into what God has in store for you. See, for Moses, he told 
God. He said, when I go to the Pharaoh, he's not going to accept me and the people are not going to believe me. There is always a risk. No matter how small the jump is, it may end up in a wreck. No matter how hard the game is, it may end up in a loss. The risk is always accompanied with a chance of hurt and harm. But I know a God that if it is His will for you to leap, you can go forward in what God has called you to do. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Let me tell somebody here, I know it may risk some things. And I know that when you assess the risk of going forward in what God has called you to do, I just want to tell somebody, it is worth the risk. It is worth the reputation being ruined. It is worth being an outcast because they, hey, though they may want to follow the world, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let me tell you, it is worth the risk. It's worth the hurt. It's worth the toll. I would rather be going forward in the plans of the Lord than sitting back in the comfortable living of my own life and my own ways. I tell you today, church, it is worth the risk. And if you're stepping out by faith, there is a God who protects us. There is a God that is on our side. Listen to this. I'm almost to the last point. But there is a God that's on my side that when it seems like the odds are stacked against me, I have a God on my side that is an undefeated fighter. He is with me. He is in me. And He is for me. I may fall flat on my face, but if God's there with me, I will be okay. I have a God that said, I will go with you. And He will protect me. Leap. Looking at where we're at. Eyeing the future. And assessing the damage. But really let me ask you this. Is all of the stuff that we're worried about. Really worth worrying about. Sam we'll get to that in just a moment. Because when you look at where you're at. When you eye your future. When you assess all of the risks. The risk that are accompanied with jumping and leaping and moving forward. You understand that it is time for the child of God to plunge into the possibilities. Pastor, what do you mean? I mean that you'll never see your faith grow like you want it to grow if you just stay right where you're at. You'll never see that miracle until you move and you move forward. Every person in the Bible that ever saw God do anything, they stepped out and they moved. Jesus looked at them and said come and follow me if they had stayed right there and continued to be fishermen they would have never seen the walking on the water they would have never seen the feeding of the 5,000 they would have never seen the blinded eyes open and the deaf ears begin to hear they had to step out take a leap of faith and say we've accessed we've assessed the risk and everything's worth it and we're plunging into the possibilities that God is about to do something amazing I don't know about you but I'm tired of just coming and, and, and doing church 
I'm tired of just going through the motions. I'm tired of I'm tired of seeing people that that I'm, I'm tired of seeing me. Can I just talk about me for a moment? I'm tired of seeing me move and live and, and hang on emotion to emotion. I'm ready to see me walk into where God wants me to walk. Do what God's called me to do. Be where God's called me to be. Act how God's called me to be. Act how God's called me to act. I am ready to look at my present situation and say thank you Jesus for what you have done but then I want to eye my future and say I know there's more I know there's greater and then as I assess my risk I swear I throw away every bit of fear every bit of worry every bit of kind of anxiety that says if you do it you'll fail if you keep going you'll fall if you keep trusting you'll lose they're going to make fun of you they're going to ridicule you I'm tired of worrying about that I want to begin to step out by faith and see God do amazing things. See God save the ones that they said couldn't be saved. See God redeem the ones they say couldn't be redeemed. I'm ready to say it's worth every bit of the risk, Sister Mary Alice. It's worth my reputation. It's worth being told by everybody else you're a nut. It's worth it all because I want to see what God has in store for my future. And as I plunge into the possibilities, I begin to see God do amazing things. I, be, I believe prophetically as a church, we can begin to see giants slain. We can begin to see lions tamed. We can begin to see fiery furnaces quenched. We can begin to see things happen that nobody ever thought could happen because we were willing to take a leap of faith. We were not wanting to sit by on the on by here all by ourselves and just twiddle our thumbs and do whatever everybody else is doing but we're saying God we are leaping we are risking we are jumping because we are ready to see you do the impossible hallelujah today I want you to do these four things I want you to look at your presence stance if you're happy and content with that great I'm not. I thank God for what He's done. Man, He's been good to me. But I'm not content. I eye my future. And man, the sky's the limit. I assess the risk. And I say it's worth every risk. It's, every, it's worth every... Hey, fear would say, don't do it. But faith says, step into it. <laughs> and then I plunge. As I plunge... I believe that we can see not only your lives, but this church begin to develop into something that begins to take not only the community, but the city and other areas by storm because it's a group of people that's willing to step out by faith and say, God, we're trusting in you. God, we're believing in you. We thank you for where you've brought us, but we see where you want to take us. And it's worth the risk. It's worth the danger. And we're plunging into it. And when we leap, we will begin to see God do amazing things. Stand with me if you will. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast here at the Greenwood Church of God. 
We are so excited that you have found us here. Our prayer is that this podcast would enrich your life and give you strength for this week ahead. Thank you so much for being here. Now enjoy the podcast. This is Pastor Michael Mooneyham. I want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. We are so thankful that you chose to join us in this way, but we would also love for you to come and join us in person at 1102 Sergeant John Pittman Parkway in Greenwood, Mississippi. Our service time is at 1040 a.m., and we would love to see you here. Thank you once again for listening. We hope to see you soon. God bless.